Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. We need to stop talking right before the show because we have stuff to get to today. I don't we know, have Kyle. Things to talk about. We have to, the, the 49ers and Eagles play on Sunday. That's a huge game, and we've we've talked a little bit about it here and there. But that's a that is a massive game on the NFL schedule, not only this week, but for the 49ers, for the Eagles. It could have it could have playoff implications. It could have Super Bowl implications. It's, there's there's all these there's there's so much at stake. As we begin the insiders, sponsored by Jiffy Loop. That's James. I'm Kyle. Yet here we are before the show, and you brought up that Gary Payton, the second of the Golden State Warriors, who appeared to tear his calf against the Kings the other night, or it was originally reported that he tore his calf. It's now being reported that, or the team came out and updated and said he strained his calf. He's going to be evaluated in one week. A Wh- calf tear is like possibly season ending. Yeah, season ending two to three months. Two to three months at, at a minimum. A calf strain could be a few weeks. Yeah, well, weeks, I mean, we just saw with uh, Trey Lyles. I mean, a calf strain, sure. depending on the, the grade of the calf strain, Right. The, uh, Trey Lyles was out for a month. Right. So we, we were discussing that, and somebody in our in our YouTube chat, and you can please visit us on YouTube, youtube.com slash ESPN1320. We are also live on Twitch. And when you're on YouTube, you'll notice the chat. That's the chatty house. Shout out. And somebody in the chatty house said that, uh, it, I'm assuming a Kings fan says, uh, happy for G, that's good to hear, I like GP2. Yeah. I think GP2 would be such a popular Sacramento King. Oh, I totally agree. But I also think that, like, the Kings can can make their own GP2. You know, you can. Like, whether oh, it's... I don't, I, I'm not, I, I just think that his style of play would be very popular here. Yeah, he reminds me a lot, um... God, there used to be a player in the tail end of the the great run, and uh, his man, I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. He was bald, uh, six foot five, could jump out of the gym. They called him High Five. Doug Christie. No. Oh, it was not Doug Christie. <laughs> I did describe Doug Christie. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm not sure why it's I'm drawing a blank. But he went on to play in Minnesota as well. Uh, he actually. I think he um, maybe he played in Minnesota before the Kings, but 
It was uh, Mo Evans. Mo Evans. Thank you, Mo Evans. Yes, exactly. Uh, him and Kevin Garnett were close. He actually lived with Kevin Garnett for a while. Um, like Kevin, as he was a young player, Kevin Garnett like gave him one of the rooms in his like forty room mansion on a lake in Minnesota or something. Incredible. Yeah. So, right. but that's what he reminds me of. It's a it's a super athletic, super try hard. Super intense. Mm-hmm. Um, loves to put somebody on a poster. Like he's like Davion Mitchell-sized Mo Evans. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, exactly. He's a little bit smaller. Uh, uh, GP GP two is um, than Davion. No, no. Then then that's Mo what I'm Evans. He's a Davion-sized Mo. Yeah, Evans. yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. So okay. yeah, and like I, I was saying, like I think you can make Colby Jones into that type of player. You can make a Keon Ellis into that type of player. Sure. And and that's you know that's what I think the Kings will do. That's that's what you use a G League for. It's what you use mm-hmm. two way contracts for. And yeah, yeah, second round picks. Yeah, good a good asset to have though. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's talk Niners Eagles. <clears throat> Huge game coming up on Sunday. So the the 49ers, because of their three game losing skid have turned this into it drops the stakes a little okay. because if the Eagles win, they're the one seed. It's basically over. Yes. If the 49ers win, they're still a game back. They still need to win out and get help with another Eagles loss if they win. So this just kind of keeps them in the race. It's not like, oh, hey, the one seed belongs to whoever wins. But still, it's it's a it's a massive game. It comes back to a a rematch of the NFC Championship game. And that's the thing that's so interesting to me with this matchup is I go into every week with a pretty good idea of you know, what, what I think will happen. I have all these ideas of what could go wrong, what could go right. I just, with this Eagles game, I have no idea because the NFC title game was such an outlier, I think, performance from, from both teams because of the 49ers quarterback situation. Yeah. You just crumple that game up and throw it out the window. Right. And that's you burn the tape. And there, there's the part of me that sits here and goes, the Eagles won that game 31 to seven. And they did fair and square. Like that's, they, they won. But, I go, the Eagles won that game 31-7. to But I know in my heart of hearts, watching the 49ers this year and going back and watching the Eagles, the Eagles are not a 31-7 to better than the 49ers this year. No, no. We they, were, were, they weren't last year. Frankly, we were but. robbed of a great game. I we agree. were. I mean, I it's unfortunate. Like, we were robbed of a great game. And I don't know how that game would have played out. It's very possible the Eagles would have won either way. But the fact is, we don't know because of the injury to Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Followed by uh, Josh uh, Josh Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, mm-hmm. Josh Johnson's injury. Like, we have no idea how that ever would have played out. And, like, so you're always left with that what if. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a bummer, you know. I, I think we've we've seen plenty of what ifs in the the world of sports over the, you know, yeah. the, the decades. Uh-huh. Um, but that's one that stands out where, you know, recent, you know, memory where you just didn't get to see a team – you didn't get to see the compete that you hope to to see. Yeah. And, and so that game fizzled so quickly. And so I'm excited. I think this is a game that everyone should, you know, like circle that, around your TV and everyone should be watching. That's why I think that this, this matters so much is, okay, hey, we finally get the answers that we didn't get last year. Yeah. And Philly last year in the scope of the 2022 season was better. They they had the one seed. They went to the Super Bowl. They were a couple plays from winning the Super Bowl. They were a better team last year. But like I said, coming into this year, 
I don't think that's indicative of, of anything. So I'm really excited to get an answer well, I think, for, for, for this season of, hey, what does this actually look like? And I, I think the cool thing is, Kyle, both teams are, are basically at, they're playing at their peak again. Mm-hmm. So we're actually getting to see like what could have been with mm-hmm. that with that NFC championship game. Like mm-hmm. if one of these teams didn't have their quarterback or or Christian McCaffrey was out or, you know, DeAndre Swift or even AJ if, Brown. Even if Lane Johnson, the Eagles right tackle, was out, that'd be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So like we're getting to see the game we should have seen. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it's rare that you actually get to see that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm intrigued. Like I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by that. I'm intrigued by the Denver Nuggets-Sacramento Kings game this weekend. Michael Malone makes his yeah. his annual trip to Sacramento where he, like... Got to take pot shots at Sacramento? Takes pop sh- no, no, <laughs> never. He takes pop shots of Vivek Ranadive. Okay, okay, no, that's no, fair enough. No, that's no, no. He that's loves Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's got all hugs for media. He he loves <laughs> everyone that's inside. Like, he, he's a good dude, uh, except for when it comes to Vivek Ranadive. He uh, does not want any part of that mess. Let's real quick visit this Thursday night game before we look ahead to the weekend because you you wrote down here in the rundown. I think it's a great point. Niners Eagles. This is a where are the 49ers? We know they're right there with the Eagles. Yep. Are they better? Are they worse? Are they significantly better? Are they significantly worse? Like where are they at? We're gonna learn a lot about that this weekend. And then the Kings facing the defending champs mm-hmm. at home. I think you're gonna learn a lot about where the Kings are in how they play that game against Denver. Notably, a, a Denver team on the back end of a road back-to-back, where if the Kings go into this game at home and eh, just handle kinda, your business, yeah. you got two days to get yeah. ready for it. Yeah. If if this is if this is one where they can't, lights <laughs> just faded and shut yeah. off, dude. The light, they know it's it's game time, man. Lights are coming <laughs> down. Uh, yeah. It, th- no, this is this is a spot where if the Kings come down and <clears throat> play like they did against the Clippers. The other night, mm-hmm. that's the that's 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 the that would be the kind of loss that I go okay, I that tells me a lot about where the Kings need to go and where they currently are, not where they're going to be in March, but where they currently are. At the same time, if they go out and they beat the heck out of Denver and just kind of take care of business, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, the Kings are definitely better than the Nuggets. I'm taking them in a seven game series. Yep. I'm not there, but it comes back to. Handling business, something they should have done in Houston and didn't, something they should have done at least once in in New Orleans and didn't. This is a chance now to go in against a team that is okay, maybe in a maybe in a higher tier than them, but in a tough spot where, dude, you gotta go, you gotta go win this game on Saturday for the Kings. Yeah. So Kyle, you and I had this discussion a little bit. Like the Kings are at ten and seven. Does it feel like the same ten and seven as last season? Right, because they were ten and seven last year. Um, I had the same exact discussion on the podcast with Sean and and Brennan last mm-hmm. night on the Kings beat. And I think it's interesting because I haven't gone through and looked at all of the losses last year, but I don't remember feeling like the Kings had a stack of bad losses. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, I think, I think they already have five bad losses. Losses where your level of compete wasn't there, where you oh, that's interesting. you got thumped where it wasn't close where it skews the stats on the season hmm. like literally bad losses like the two Houston games those are both of them were bad losses the, to, mm. the two New Orleans games I, one of them was close the other one was not so maybe I give you one there 
Yeah. That's three. Mm-hmm. The Clippers game, full-fledged bad loss. Mm. Like, that wasn't a compete See, game. Okay, and that's okay. So that's really interesting. That you—that's your definition of a bad loss. And I—if that's the non-compete factor—is—is is a big deal. And, and yeah, and I—I—I I, I, I think that's fair. For me, a bad loss is not that Clippers game the other night. That was like a man. That's a bad game. It's a scheduling loss. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, not even a. It's just you see how you see how the night before went against the Warriors and a huge comeback and you expend all that energy and, and yeah. you're emotionally drained and then you got to come back the next night and it's the vibe isn't as, isn't as high and it's the Clippers and your pet. It's like, ah, uh, you went into that game going as possible letdown game. And they and it was a letdown. It wasn't good. It's not like, yeah, hey, they were awesome. You're super happy to see them play like that. You'd rather they not. But a bad loss to me is when, <laughs> is blowing a 24-point lead. Okay. And then a five-point lead in the final 30 seconds. Like, that is a bad loss to me, where you're going, that was supposed to be a win, and now it's not. That's... I, I get what you're saying. That's I, where I land on I, I think that they're also, like, you go up against a team that's not good. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, like, a couple... Of, was it last year or the year before? The Kings lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. It was the year before. They lost to the Philadelphia 76ers, who had five starters out. Oof. And were playing, like, in the second night of a back-to-back. Oh, yeah. I remember that's, that. That's a bad loss. And actually, we can go back to the Clippers' loss to Denver on Sunday. That's mm, a bad loss. Where, I agree. Where Denver uh, literally, like, no Jokic, no Murray, no uh, no Aaron Gordon. Second night of a back-to-back. Yeah, that's but still, like, that's, that's a bad loss, man. No, I know. For De- Denver was on the second night of a back-to-back. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no excuse. So <laughs> It's a bad where, loss for the Clips. That's where I'm at. Like, there are some games here. Like, I don't consider an overtime loss bad. I, I don't consider a close loss, but... Uh, 107-89 loss to the Rockets. That's bad loss. Okay, let's let's dive into this. Actually, we're we're flying around today. We got Kings Nuggets coming up on Saturday. We've got Niners Eagles coming up on Sunday. So much to get into yeah. right now. We got to get into a break, so we're going to do that. Uh, Niners Eagles, Kings Nuggets, and the idea of a bad loss. And have the Kings had one this year? We'll discuss that next on the Insiders, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. This is ESPN thirteen twenty Sacramento Sports Later. to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Matson, brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN thirteen twenty. Should have just had the Christmas carolers that are walking around the office do the rejoin. They're right outside my window, and there are so many of them, there are, Kyle. Dude, so so we were we were talking at the break, and, and and welcome back in. We appreciate everybody who is who is listening on ESPN thirteen twenty or the free Odyssey app, or watching on YouTube, Twitch, wherever you're at. Uh, shout out. Um, the, at the break, we noticed behind me there were a bunch of our coworkers from the office, just kind of hanging around in this in this spot, and it looked kind of weird. That doesn't typically happen. Well, then it turns out there's Christmas carolers coming, and the Christmas carolers there was a Santa Claus, and then the carolers just started streaming in, and I was thinking, okay, there's going to be four or five people. It was more like, what do you think, between fifteen and twenty? Yes. I would say at least. I mean, we might be able to count them as they go by. Okay. Um, there is a lady dressed as Cindy Lou Who. Of course. Um, no Grinch? One, two, three. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Is that seven, Max? Yep, there's a Max, the dog from the Grinch. Underrated, hilarious part of the original animated Grinch with Boris Karloff is is Max the dog. I, I counted. Still counting. There goes Charlie. It, I think 20, Kyle. Wow. 
That Goodness was, gracious. That's a huge... Uh, now I they're going to go carol some more. Okay, hopefully hopefully they're still here when we get to the break, because I'm going to be like, can you guys come stand in this studio, and when I give you the cue, sing a song to bring us back, and that'll be the rejoin for the next segment. Oh. I'm going to try that. And now there's Charlie. I wonder yeah. if Charlie will sing to us. Charlie is our boss. Okay, anyways, sports. Sports. The let's, let's get back to this. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube. That's James. I'm Kyle. So we've been talking about the Kings' schedule so far. Yeah. And this Nuggets game, and the Nuggets coming in on the back end of a road back-to-back. They play in Phoenix the night before Ooh. on Friday. Then come visit the Kings here in Sacramento. Um, it's, I think Jamal Murray is still out. I, I don't think he's returned at all. No, he came back and played, but I don't know if he's played again. So he he did. Uh, I he's on my fantasy basketball team. So there was a game where he showed up, and I was able to take him off the IR. Uh, but then the next game, he did not play. I'm gonna guess he's not playing in back to backs. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he's not gonna play in the Kings. You right. know that he could play. He could skip the first night of the back to back. Yeah. So he did play in uh, against the Rockets. Their last game out, he played 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. He was four fourteen from the field, scored sixteen points. Was that was plus his, fourteen. Was that his first game back? Uh, yes. Okay. Six to so six. He just came back. Six rebounds. Um, but I don't. I I could have sworn he was not. He didn't play the next game. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to put him back in my fantasy basketball lineup. Um, but we'll know more. Uh, we'll know more as we get we get closer. So we're rolling. So so what we've been doing today, if you're just tun- tuning in, and if you are, we appreciate you very much. We're we're talking Niners, Eagles. We're talking Kings, Nuggets. Getting you ready for a big weekend. Uh, we've also got right here on ESPN thirteen twenty. There's there's a ton of stuff happening uh, in college football as well. Ten thirty a.m. on Saturday, coverage begins for your Sacramento State Hornets FCS quarterfinals matchup at South Dakota against Ooh. the hated University of South Dakota. Coyotes that throw the records out when these two teams play. So Sac State visiting South Dakota in the FCS uh, playoff quarterfinals, and then the ACC championship game between Louisville and Florida State. Florida State does not have their starting quarterback. If they win, they very likely punch their ticket to the college football playoff. If they lose, they are very likely out. So uh, a huge game there, and that uh, that begins at 4 o'clock right here on ESPN 1320. We've got that for you on Saturday. On Sunday, two key games for the 49ers, the Lions facing the New Orleans Saints. If the Saints can knock off the Lions, that goes a long way toward helping the 49ers get into that number two seed. Yep. And then uh, the Browns against the Rams. And the Rams losing is a key part of the 49ers clinching the NFC West and a playoff spot by the end of week 14. But we'll talk about that once they clear week 13. Okay. All right. They got a whole lot of help last night. Yeah, they did. They did. I mean, they that was it. You know what? Like Thursday night football is usually trash. It is. Last night was nuts. That was a great game. <laughs> it was riveting. <laughs> it was a great game. Yeah. Like CD Lamb becoming a star. Mm-hmm. Like really, really becoming a star. And yeah. of course, you know uh, the uh, the Seahawks have. You know they're a little beat up, but uh, you got to love their receivers too. Like. Just a really good high high octane offensive game. You know what was it? Seventy three points scored. Forty one thirty five was the final. Forty one thirty. Oh yeah, Dallas kicked a field goal at the end. Oh, so, that's right. Okay, my bad. So forty one thirty five final. Given how the Seahawks offense looked against the Forty Nine ers on a Sunday. Oh yeah. The previous Sunday. I'm looking at it. I'm going there. Or I'm sorry. The previous Thursday. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going no. 
previous. When did they? Yeah, play? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Seattle played back to back Thursdays. Oh, that's weird. Huh. Well, boy, that. So, anyways, and they got clubbed in both. Oh, huh. That what an odd thing. Now they're gonna have ten days to prepare for the Niners rematch. So here goes so, our carol- okay, carolers. There they go. Yep. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see them in the background. If you're listening on the radio, you might be able to hear them. They are very loud. Um, oh, there's a Christmas tree. Uh, shout out everybody waving. We're waving. Oh, look at that. See them waving. Shout out. Hey, spreading Christmas cheer. The best way to spread Christmas cheer. Sing loud for all to hear. That's okay, right. The Seahawks. So yeah. So they played Thursday and played Thursday again. That's weird. So the the 49ers beat the heck out of them on a Thursday, and you're you're going. There, this is, there's no chance the Seahawks are going to be able to go in and, and hang with Dallas. Like that's just oh, Dallas quietly becoming one of those teams, man. Yeah, I know people don't. You need Dallas if you're 49ers fans. You, you, you never cheer for the Dallas Cowboys, but you might need the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and especially mm-hmm. if you can get this win this weekend. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Now, then you're a big Cowboys fan the next week. Uh, another thing on this Thursday night game. Did you see? DK Metcalf celebration where he did the sign language. No. Okay. He did have three touchdowns. He and like uh, he had a big game. I have a drop that I need to play. And Uh-oh. to I am a big my one of my philosophies is if you're going to cut a drop from the sound, you need to play the sound. And the sound is incredible. DK Metcalf. He had three touchdowns last night for the Seahawks. Here's uh, Amazon sideline reporter Kaylee Hartung talking about DK Metcalf celebration. He's saying in sign language, standing on business. That's slang for taking care of your responsibilities, which was exactly what he was focused on this week. He's actually been challenging himself to learn sign language. He took a course in college, and now he's seven classes into a new program. He says it's a way to get his mind off of football. It also comes in handy on the field. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Say what? Thanks, Kaylee. I appreciate the explanation. Say what? Standing on business. Standing on business. Okay. It means taking care of your responsibilities. It was just great. I really, really enjoyed that uh, that clip from last night, and I really, really enjoy that I get to have this now. Standing on business. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so let's get back to the Kings. Switching, James Google's switching gears. Standing. Oh, please. Yes. On business meaning. I think a fun thing to do this summer would be to have you read rap lyrics. Okay. You take care of your responsibilities, practice what you pe- preach, or show that you mean what you say, you can back up your claims. I will buy you whatever Danish you want from the the bakery you go to before the show. Okay. Sometimes. I will I, I, I'm not gonna go with you because it's it's far it's too far away for us to go before the show. Of course. But it, you will I will give you money when you get here. To pay for whatever Danish or Danishes you want, if you can fit properly standing on business into an article on the King's Beat, <laughs> I would I'd be I would be so excited. Wow, this is a challenge. Uh, challenge accepted, Kyle. Let's go! Come on, standing I don't know when. on business. N- not sure. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Standing on business. Perfect. Uh, can the King stand on business? On Saturday against the Nuggets. That's what we're talking about right now. So you, we were talking about bad losses earlier. I don't... I I have the Kings down for one as what I call a bad loss this year. Something that I would that I would classify as a bad loss. Okay. Maybe two. Mm. 
I, I I'm gonna stick with one. The the maybe two was the home opener against Golden State, where you lose that one one twenty two to one fourteen, but it wasn't really that close. They made the furious run at the end, but okay, really, that was just a not a not a great not a great game. I, mean, I don't think I call that a bad loss. The second Houston game, where you get blown out one hundred seven eighty nine in the first game of that mm-hmm. two game set, and then two days later come back and lose by more and lose 97-122. Okay. That is a bad loss to me. Because you already got housed. You already had your non-compete game in that little two-game set. And then you come back and do it again. I know they didn't have De'Aaron Fox. But it was the fact that they came back and looked worse the next night. That Mm. was a bad loss for me. But other than that, like the two losses to the Pelicans, okay, the first one was... You get blown out, okay? That happens sometimes, so I don't, I don't dock them for that. And then the next one, you were competitive, and they just, they won. That, that happened. It's just a loss. Okay. Like no loss is good. Okay, so I, I'm looking at their schedule from the previous season, the first mm-hmm. 17 games. Hang uh, on, you, hang on. hang on, we have to break. Oh, we do. Yeah, Let, that went by quick. We were talking about Christmas carolers. I know. And then I got sidetracked at the Kaylee Hartung thing. Standing on business. Yeah. Standing on business. We're not Kyle. standing on business with our breaks today. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's talk about the Kings last year. How many bad losses did they have through seventeen games last year? I have them down for one this year. Uh, let's see just what that looks like uh, from last season because I think it's going to help. In in, um, I believe they moved laterally. You pushed back on that, and I think this might uh, help illustrate your point a little bit. That's James. I'm Kyle. We are the insiders on ESPN 13. This hour of the show is brought to you by Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Niners-Eagles coming up on Sunday. The Raiders have a bye this week. No Fantasy Friday for Asadiki. I had something come up and had to bail, so we will chat with him next week. We will definitely make sure he is on. Even if we have to move days, make sure that he is on in time to, to chat before the Fantasy Playoffs. 
Yeah, we need. That's going to be vital. Yeah, we need for us Siddiqui in, in our lives. We need more for us Siddiqui, not less for us. No, that's what I'm saying. Lives. So I'll, I'll hit him up. No Fantasy Friday today. That's typically every Friday here on the Insider, sponsored by Jiffy Lube. Fantasy Friday with Faraz Siddiqui of Upper Hand Fantasy, an Odyssey original podcast. He could not join us this week. So uh, no Fantasy Friday. We've been talking, and we'll, we'll have Niners-Eagles for you, of course. Huge game this weekend out mm-hmm. there at the link. Um, looks like both teams going to be, at least the stars will be healthy. Fletcher Cox has not practiced yet for the Eagles. Uh, Dallas Goddard has been out. He has a forearm injury. He is also not practicing uh, for the Eagles. Linebacker Zach Cunningham, I believe, has also not practiced. For the Eagles, looks like he's going to be out. Uh, for the 49ers, uh, Spencer Burford, their starting right guard, who missed the game in Seattle. He practiced in the bonus practice on Monday and then was limited the first two days this week, Wednesday and Thursday. My assumption is he's going to be a full participant today and then not on the injury report. Okay, That's just my educated guess. As for Eric Armstead, so Jordan Mason has been out with a hamstring injury, third string running back. If he can't go, Ty Davis Price would be active. If uh, Ray Ray McLeod can't go, he's been out with a rib injury. You'd likely see Ronnie Bell in that kick return spot. So that would that would put a rookie, a seventh round pick, in a pretty key role, like starting in his, quarterback in his rookie season. Yeah, kind of <laughs> almost. Just saying. <laughs> and then and then Eric Armstead, he's been dealing with a foot injury. He hasn't practiced. He told reporters yesterday that he expects to play. Okay, he's intending on playing, but players can say all they want. If the medical staff doesn't clear them, or if they try and go on Sunday and they get through warmups and they're not moving right, they're not going to play. So Eric Armstead exuding optimism about his playing time. The fact that he didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday is not a great sign for me, but we'll see if he practices today. If he's even limited today, mm-hmm. again, educated guess. My guess is he's limited today and then questionable. That's going to be my my prediction. We'll find that out at like 1230. Yeah, and we'll probably find out right after the show whether yeah. Keegan Murray will play mm. tomorrow or if, how if he practiced because uh, the Kings are practicing today. We'll find out right around right around the time that we leave. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll we'll get an update before then. But uh, if I can make it to practice, um, I'll, I'll try to get there and break some news there. But um, I don't I don't know that I'm going to make it to practice on time. Okay. Yeah, they've well, got one of those practice schedules that don't. It's not very conducive to James' work schedule. <laughs> uh, make sure to follow James on Twitter at James underscore Ham NBA uh, for all the latest Kings news. Yeah, there we go. You're welcome. Yeah. So all right. We bad losses. Yeah, bad losses. I have the Kings down for one. This year. What I classify as a bad loss. If you have them down for three or four or whatever, I that's that's fair. Our definitions are are probably different of what you, what you'd classify as a bad loss. I have one. It's that second one in Houston where they got smoked. In the in the first, not not back to back, but they played Houston in back to back games, and they got smoked in the first one, and they got smoked worse in the second one, and looked worse in the second one. That was bad for me. Uh, okay, so so my definition is going to be different than yours. Yeah. Mine is you walk into a game, and like from start to finish, I, you know, like e- even if it's like coming out of the second half and you just get clubbed, if you don't look like you competed the right mm-hmm. way. If you look like the other team was way better than you on mm. one given night mm. and there was a like either a lack of preparation or a lack of like energy, whatever it is. Mm. Like if you lose a game by 15, but the game was 20 most of the night, 20 plus, 
that's a bad loss to me. Mm-hmm. If you lose by 30, of course, it's a bad loss. Um, if you, you know, I, I can give some exceptions for like a Clippers game where, you know, again, emotionally empty. I understand that. But the two Houston games, like, no, like I, both of them, both of them to me are, are tremendously bad losses. Um, that's not a good team, whether their record says it right now, whether they've beat a couple other teams, they're beating teams right now because they're not getting scouted properly because, mm. because teams aren't coming in with the right mentality to beat them. Mm. They're still young. They're still mistake prone. They play hard, but the reason you, you beat, you lose to a team like that and you lose badly is because you walk in the door expecting to win. So for me, that's a bad loss. Um, so I'm going to give the Kings quite a few bad losses and, um, I'm also going to point out, like last season, um, you know, the first game of the season, they the Kings lose to Portland, one fifteen, one hundred eight. That's not a bad loss. Uh, they lose to the Clippers the next night. Uh, well, this is two, last year. Last year, uh, they lose to the Clippers, one eleven, one hundred nine. A two point loss. That's not a bad loss. Golden State Warriors at Golden State, one thirty to one twenty five, five point loss. That's not a bad loss. Uh, even the Memphis game, the where they started zero and four, they lose one twenty five to one ten. That was a highly competitive game that the final score did not indicate what the actual game looked like. Mm. So I get to the Miami Heat loss, uh, which is the fifth loss of the season last year. And I'm just going to look at the first 17 games like we're at right now. They lose 110-107, three-point loss. That's tough. The next game, at Golden State, three-point loss. Well, two games later. But they have an overtime game. They come back the next uh, two days later. They lose to Golden State Warriors, 116-113. Three-point loss. That's fine, right? Then you go on the seven-game win streak. You come off the seven-game win streak, and I'm going to give an allowance here for they lose by nine, right? So they play the Atlanta Hawks. It's 115-106. But that's also the second game of a crazy back-to-back, and the back-to-back is Memphis in Memphis and then in Atlanta on back-to-backs, which is a weird trip. Um, and odd. you'd already won seven in a row. That I'm not giving you a bad loss your first game after a seven-game win streak, mm. right? We get to gain, and that's that's the first 17 games of the season. Yeah. You get to the next game, which is the Boston Celtics, 122-104. Uh, to 104. And let's be honest here. At that point in the history of both of these teams, the Boston Celtics were a much better team than the Sacramento Kings. A loss like that, a 122-104, to 104, that's not a bad loss. That's well, a loss to a better team. And in that game, the Kings were down two at the half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they outscored Boston forty to twenty eight in the second quarter, but then they just got smoked in the second half. See, like the the loss to the Warriors, the one sixteen one thirteen loss. That's one that I would classify for for me as bad. Okay, because they lost by three, but Golden State was not good last year, and they went into that game. The Warriors did it three and seven. The Kings were two and six. Mm. So it's not like they were dramatically different. And the Kings were up 67-55 at halftime mm-hmm. and then got outscored by 15 in the second half. Yeah, that, That's one where it's like, man, you're up 12 at the half against a team that's not very good. I know you're on the road, but... But, I, you Kyle, that's, that's the champs. <laughs> they're coming off their... Yeah, no, they were exactly... You know what, you're right. Yeah, it's They're coming champs. off the ch- yeah. their, their championship. Same, exact run. same team. For sure. Yeah, and so Nobody I get got what you're saying. In the face in the off yeah, so I don't think in the again in the first 17 games of last season, I don't think the Kings had a game where they let go of the rope, where you saw them just like okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to bring up a weird 
like maybe I'm wrong here, but mm-hmm. I think as teams get better, your losses on occasion become much worse because I agree. there is a moment where you're like, okay, we're not going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and, and, and trick off the rest of this game and, yeah, and yeah. show up tomorrow. Sure. Right. We'll fix this tomorrow, but let's not, mm. let's forget about this right now. Even if it's still the third quarter, if we mm-hmm. don't really have a shot, let's just go. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that too, because I think as a team gets better, that does happen. Mm-hmm. But I also think this season, the Kings have way more lopsided wins than they did last season. Yeah. Way more lopsided wins. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't know. It's just a different feel. And I think part it of this definitely is definitely a different feel. Part of it's the injuries, man. It is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like everyone wanted to act like the, you know, that the everyone in the national media is trash because they bring up the injuries. Like, look, the Kings are 10 and seven right now instead of like mm-hmm. 12 and five. Yeah. Because of injury. Yeah. And so injuries do play a role, but the reason why the Kings were good last year was not only because of injuries. Yeah. So yeah, both things can be percent. like, can be kind of true here. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like you're seeing the Kings grind with, I think it did the math and it's, they've already missed like, I think it's 34 games due to injury. That's a lot. So yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, uh, Alex Land is already at eight does games. That, does that count the games that like Keegan Murray leaves at halftime? No. I think it was 34 and a half is what I tracked with the oh, Keegan okay. Murray leaving okay. at halftime. Okay. Yeah, so Keegan's missed Man. five. Uh, De'Aaron missed five. Keon Ellis missed three. Uh, Herder missed one. Uh, you got eight games for Alex Len already. Man. Like, so, oh, and He's then, been out eight games? Yes, it's been that long. Is that crazy? I would have, if you told me to guess, I would have said four. I thought the same exact thing. <laughs> I thought four games, maybe. No, it's eight. Wow. And then And then Trey Lyles misses 13. So, yeah, it, it's way higher than you think already, and that that's pretty crazy. So, anyway, um, yeah, it, it's an interesting topic. I, I don't know, bad games, good games? I don't know. It, it leads us into, like, other discussions, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's why, so this, what would you, so you don't necessarily base it based on spot, where, like, to me... And this ties into Niners Eagles too, I think a little bit. To me, losing to the Nuggets would be would be a tough L for the Kings to take on Saturday. And it depends on you know game flow and and things happen and you got I mean you, every game is its own kind of. Thing I get you. That you have to yeah, but you got road back to back where Denver is a little banged up and they're playing in Phoenix the night before. And they're coming up to Sacramento. It's not like that's a long trip, but still, it's it's a road trip. It's a road back to back. And you're the Kings. You've had a couple days off. You're at home. You're regrouping after after a a, a, a loss to the Clippers, where you were emotionally emotionally spent. What did he emotionally empty? Empty. Yeah, emotionally empty was Sasha Vizenkov's yeah. wording. So this is a spot where it's like, man, you can as the Kings, you can a get back in the win column, and b. Knock off the defending champs when they're on a back-to-back. And if you want to be a team that's going to try to compete in the Western Conference, this is where you have to take advantage and beat the Nuggets. Because if you can't beat the Nuggets in this spot, I don't know how you feel great about beating the Nuggets in a seven-game series in April or May. No, I I get that. I I totally get that. Where you have to... Like there are certain times where you need to show that you're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. When the Dragon's going to show its soft spot, you have to make sure you hit it. That's right, and that's what this is to me. Okay, 
This is a dragon showing its seedy underbelly or whatever. All right. Soft underbelly. Smaug. Not seedy underbelly was the wrong word I was looking for. Soft underbelly. Yeah. Well, or the, the, uh, the chink in the armor. Yeah. Right. So. That as well. Yeah, yeah. And so. when it's going to expose, like, that's where the kings to me have to jump on this. And the Nuggets don't have anything to prove in this game. They are cruising through the regular season. The Nuggets are looking at, at, at April already. Yep. They're looking at the postseason. The Kings have something to prove here. Because if they go in and lose this game, the perception of the Kings becomes like, man, see, they just they couldn't even beat the Nuggets in this spot. Like, oof. Yeah. Whereas if they go win, it's like, okay, that's that's checking a box. And they they beat the Nuggets in a in a tough spot. Now let's go see them beat the Nuggets in, in Denver, hang with the Nuggets in Denver and you know, continue building because again, we've talked about this is a growth process. This isn't a team that all of a sudden on one night in the middle of December is just going to go, oh yeah, hey, title contenders now, by the way. That's a growth that you're going to see over the course of the year. Yes. And I think this would be a step in that growth. Hmm. Okay. And I think this relates to Niners Eagles because to me, the Niners in this same spot, it's not the same as far as like the dragon showing its, its soft spot or whatever. But the Niners to me have way more to prove than Philly does. Okay. I agree. I The Niners do have way more. Like right now, I think everyone believes that the Eagles are the best team in in the NFL. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. You're 10 but, and 1. And you but the Niners, are, all these games? the Niners are right there. The Niners mm-hmm. are, are the other team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I would hope that someday that the Kings become either the Eagles in this scenario or the 49ers. Like where you get to a point where it's like you want it like, you know, we're talking about like beating the best. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? So if you're the Kings, you need to look at the Denver Nuggets and say, we got to beat them, especially on the second night of back-to-back. We got to beat them. Yeah. Right? But you want you want this game to be a like, oh, hey, Western Conference Finals preview. Everybody tap in. Yes. It's just the question is whether you're there yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that the Kings are. I'm not no. sure. Like right now, the Niners are there. Right. Okay. Here's right. Me, the Niners are there for sure. Yes. They've made two deep playoff runs. They're right there. Can you get over the hump? And honestly, if they lose against Philly on Sunday, I'm not going to sit here and go, well, they can't beat them if they meet them in the playoffs. That's not going to be the takeaway for me. Yeah. But for, and same thing with the Kings. If they lose to the Nuggets right now, I'm not going to say, well, they have no chance because I don't, the, the 49ers are, are five years into this where it's like, all right, like what, what do you got? Like you got to figure it out at some point. Yeah. Whereas with Sacramento, the Kings today, I think are going to look dramatically different than the Kings in March. Oh, totally. So, it, it, like I said, if you go win tonight, it's like, okay, that's a good little step forward. But if you lose, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, the kid, they just have no shot. They are so far away. Yeah. It's just not a – it doesn't feel great, and you don't love it because this is a winnable game against against the defending champion. But I- – <laughs> I, I, I think they need to, I, I would, I would like, I would, I don't, they don't need to win, but for growth purposes and seeing them take those strides and become that team that, Hey, year in and year out, you're going to say, Hey, they're, they're, that's a team that's going to be a problem in the playoffs. They're going to make a deep playoff run, pencil them into the conference final, whatever language you want to use a step toward that, a step in that growth is winning a game like this. Yeah. You need to establish, establish yourself as, as one of the t- contenders for the Western conference. Mm-hmm. And th- that's what this is. It's a and, moment. And I will say right now, I would say, I don't want to say no shot. The Kings would have, because I, I, I genuinely think they can they can beat any team in the league. 
but I would put their chances as very low of beating the Denver Nuggets in a seven-game series. Right now, today, on December 1st. They play them really well, mm-hmm. but you're... I, I don't know. But I need to see on, it. Me, I need re- to see it. Let, Go ahead. If the Kings make the strides that, that I, I think they're going to make, and, and I think a lot of people think they're going to make, and, and certainly they hope they're going to make, by April, that could certainly change. And that's kind of my big overarching point here. Yeah. Is whatever the Kings look like on December 1st, they're going to be, ideally, better than that on January 1, and then February 1, and March 1, and then into April. So while I think there's weight in this for the Kings in terms of A, just beating the defending champs, that's a good thing to do. And then B, doing it in a spot where like, hey, this is advantageous for you. Like This is a good spot for your team. That's just a good place. Forget the Nuggets aspect of it for a second. Just this is a good spot to go grab a win. Is that's that's what it is. Well, that and you need to find a way to get, you know, to four games under five hundred, to ten games under five hundred. If, if you want to be that over. team, over. I'm sorry, yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to be, if you want to be that team, like there has to come a point where, like, you break through. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, we're having that yo-yo thing again. They need to get to four games under over five hundred so they can get to five, so mm-hmm. they can get to eight, so they can get to, to ten. I would call it if they lose to Denver. On Saturday, I would call it a tough loss. I wouldn't call it a bad loss. Yeah, it's like ah, that's a tough one. Well, then I want some momentum. I want I, I want to see them play well. Yeah. So then that way, when you get to Monday and it's the end season tournament against mm, New Orleans, yeah. a team that's punked you twice, yeah, like that should be a game where you walk in the door and you are so ready, you're but amped. you're also you're amped up. You had a good practice on Sunday. You're square. You're ready. You know everyone's excited to play that game. That's what that. That's what uh, it should be about. Yeah. Whereas with, whereas as I compare the Niners to this, and the more I compare it, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure how close the comp is. Just the only comparison to me at this point is that the Kings and Niners both have more to prove than their opponents. But the Niners, I, I don't think there's any scenario where they lose against Philly, and I go like, ah, that's you know, that's not a bad loss. That's a good way to lose. I don't. <laughs> because if they look, they 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 are ostensibly out of the race for the number one seed. Philly would be three games up and have the head-to-head tiebreaker, so the Niners would basically be five games back, four well, I think, games back. Like again, if they lose, then Philly is the best team in the NFL, and if somehow the Niners are going to beat them, they're going to have to find a way to get better between now and like the NFC Championship. Game. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. you might not even be able to make it to the. You might have to play them in the second round because and, you lost this game. And that's where that's where you have to see how the game plays out too, right? Because it may not be getting better. It may be like, dude, that fumble at the goal line, you can't have that kind of mistake against a team as good as Philadelphia. Well, but if, if you it's win something like that, you could you could send them down a spiral. You could like Possibly. it it could it could happen where all of a sudden you set yourself up as people might think that uh, they're the team with the best record, you're the team you're the better team. That's very possible. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's what you want to get to and that's, you know, you want to put pressure on them to make them win out so you know to hold on to the number one seed mm-hmm. like i mean it's really early to be talking about number one seeds doesn't it feel yeah, but that? that's it kind of but at the same time that's what's on the line here well yeah it's over is, do they if stay lose, in the race or do they not and that's why that's why i say i don't think there's going to be a scenario where okay niners niners lose a close on 
and the Eagles kick a field goal at the end to win it. Yeah. What play happened? Why couldn't you get that stop? What play happened at some point? Was there a bad turnover? A Did stupid penalty. Stupid penalty that extended the drive. What it so I don't I can't in my mind conceive a way that the 49ers could lose that I would be like, they're fine. Like that's okay. Yeah. That's a good way to lose. Whereas you know what, if the Kings go in against against the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic goes for 38, 14, and 12. And you know what? De'Aaron Fox had a good game offensively, and Demonis Sabonis had a good game offensively, and the Kings lose one twenty to one seventeen. You know what? You played them tough. You know what? That there's still steps to take to to be not the there, champs. but you got plenty of time to right. get there. Yeah. Whereas with the Niners, like if you lose, like, well, what are you gonna do? Well, this thing's over. <laughs> Fire everybody. <laughs> well, it's not over, but now it's like, can you be the number two seed? Can you fight yeah. back into the race? Because yeah. then you're going to be behind Detroit. Yeah, and that's where that's where if you're the two seed, you get two home playoff games at least. Yeah, and you get a home playoff game. You're the hosting the NFC Championship game if the Eagles get upset in the division. Order. And so maybe the, more importantly, the two seed Kyle, could be big too. If you're the two seed, you do not face the Eagles until ah, the yeah. NFC Championship game. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe neither one of you make it there, but you don't have to. There's no way to face each other until then. And I think that that builds, it, that would be. That's the case that as a three seed too, right? Um, No. Yeah, because unless. Don't they reseed now in the NFL? No. They don't? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think you're right. But, but the fact remains, you want to be in that spot where, hey, if Philly gets knocked off, now you're top dog. Yeah, control your destiny. But I, I'm, I'm best you can. Yeah, I, I just, I can conceivably walk away from the Kings game Saturday if they lose, and go. That's not great. That's a tough loss, but like that's that's fine. You know where you're at, and now you have yeah x amount of months to to maybe Keegan Murray doesn't play, and you go, eh. you know what, man, Keegan would have done wonders against Michael Porter Jr. or whoever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but the Niners, boy, you can't lose that one. You can't lose that one and feel good about it. Like they would still be in the mix for sure. That it wouldn't be like the season's over. But like I said, it'd be really hard to be like, oh yeah, they can go win in Philly. Yeah, it's it makes it it makes it all tough, man. This yeah, is getting, and it's a big and also, weekend. And it's I also a- I also wonder if there's a mental hurdle. You know, we talked about that with the Kings and the Warriors, where there was just that mental like. God, you couldn't even beat him in the preseason. Then you you lose at home, and then you lose on the road with no De'Aaron, and then they overcame that, right? I wonder if the same mental hurdle would get put in front of the Niners if the Eagles win on Sunday, where they're all of a sudden they've talked. The Niners have talked so much trash about how you know we were going to beat them if you know, and we if we had a plan for their defense and what what Debo called James Bradbury trash and all this other stuff, if you do all that talking and then go lose again and then put yourself in a spot where to win the Super Bowl, you are very, very likely going to have to go back to that building again? Mm. Oh. Man, that's tough. <laughs> I'll say, like, like this is a game a where, Brock, the line. where Brock Purdy needs to step up and, and show that, you know, he's the guy, but also his teammates need to keep the Philadelphia Eagles off of off of their quarterback so he can show what he can he can do 
Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to keys to the game later because I think that's going to be a big one. Yeah, I just <laughs> keep the quarterback upright, man. Although I will say on the play he got hurt, Brock Purdy didn't even hit the ground, so he did stay upright. He just got hit in a weird spot. Wow. We got mad props coming up. We've got keys to Niners Eagles. We've got keys to Kings Nuggets, and a little bit of interesting Kings news. We do have some interesting Kings news, and not player related. No, front office related. Front off, well, not front, front office ish related, business side related. Business side. Let's related? call it that. Let's call it that. Business related. Yeah. Okay. Some interesting Kings news. What does that all mean? And then, if you're watching on the stream, you'll notice some giant boxes delivery from Jiffy Lube sitting boxes, right there behind James. Boxes, it's a Jiffy Lube Christmas. Maybe we'll break one of those open after the break. It's a Jiffy Lube Christmas. Are we gonna do that, or are we gonna wait till Monday? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. After the break. Had a babe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 